0: We're going to cause
1: trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Iowa has a huge game tonight against Indiana, Carver, Hawkeye, and Iowa City. The Hawkeyes are 8-6, but more importantly, 0-3 in the Big Ten. And in the middle of all that, Patrick McCaffrey the son of head coach Fran McCaffrey has taken an indefinite leave of absence to deal with a mental health crisis. He said it's anxiety and it's reached a point where it inhibits his prep and performance. He said, quote, it's not fair to myself or my teammates to be on the court, when I'm not myself. The anxiety has affected my sleep, my appetite, my stamina, which has resulted in not having the energy level necessary to compete at my full capabilities the guys the third leading scorer on a team averaging 12.8 points per game he struggled in his last couple of games shooting 2 of 15 from the floor and a combined 8 points and losses to Nebraska and Penn State he said it might be 2 games it might be 4 games it might be more but I'm going to return when I feel like myself he had cancer when he was 13 it was thyroid cancer he had 2 surgeries and then got over it He said in an interview last month that the removal of his thyroid caused metabolic changes that require him to pay attention to his eating and sleep habits. And the coach said the effects of his son's anxiety have become more noticeable the last couple of weeks. He said, quote, the coach, all of us admire his courage and willingness to be open about his struggle. And we hope others know that they are not alone. We will be with him every step of the way. I got to tell you another story that intrigues me is following the Minnesota Vikings and what they're going to do in the postseason. We already know they won the North, but we've been telling you on C2C that they're posers. They're phonies. They're not for real. Whenever they play great teams, they get their ass beat. They got blown out by the Packers last week. And... You know, they're not going to be the number one seed in the NFC and that, you know, they might play at home. Uh, You know, the bottom line is they're the worst 12 and 14, you know, in the league for sure. They're probably going to get two playoff games at home. Uh, They've beaten all these weak teams, barely. And then they were exposed by good teams like the Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Packers. They've all kicked their ass. The Vikings are 11-0 in one-score games, and certainly uh, they've handled the pressure well. They get the wins in close, tight games, but it's not for real. I mean, are they going to lose to the Bears this weekend? The Bears are playing spoiler, or are they just going to lose in the playoffs? Their wild card opponent probably going to be the Giants. They barely beat them by a long field goal, 61 yarder on Christmas Eve to win it. Uh, that was unbelievable, that bomb kick. But that was after the Giants negated one Cousins interception with a penalty and dropped another. And they had two turnovers inside the Vikings 40 yard line. And Richie James had a horrible drop pass on a key third down late in the game in the fourth quarter. Every break this season has gone Minnesota's way. Some people think that the law of averages will even it out now and they won't get those breaks in the playoffs. I mean, when they've been awful, it's been unbelievable. Uh, So Cousins committed four turnovers. The Vikings didn't look to be the same uh, team that won all those games when they played in Green Bay at Lambeau. Justin Jefferson, he's super talented. Unstoppable? Not. He has been stopped. He caught one pass on five targets at Lambeau, and he was invisible against Dallas six weeks before that when the Vikings got their ass beat. It's pretty clear that if you can shut down Jefferson, then all they have is Hawkinson. That's the only other pro bowler that they can throw to. I mean, really good playoff teams are going to be able to deal with Jefferson. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in a park, but they can limit him. If they can limit him, frustrate him, get in his face, get the ball away from him that, you know, if you're all over him, Cousins can't just keep throwing into doubles and great coverage. When you think about it, the Vikings have allowed 19 more points than they've scored. Only 12 teams in the league have a worse scoring margin. So if they don't beat the Bears by more than 19 This week, the team will become the first team in NFL history to win 12-plus games with a negative scoring margin. Only three other teams have hit the 12-win mark with below plus 50. Like, you got to be kidding me. And what happened to those teams in the playoffs? Only one won a game. None of them reached the Super Bowl. Only two other teams have won more than 10 games with a negative scoring margin, and Minnesota might have 13 wins, and they give up more than they score. Now, I'm not going to dispute that they deserve the North because they won the division. They got it done, and they you know, had a team like the Lions playing kick-ass football, but the Lions lost too many games early to matter when it came to winning the division. A lot of people think that they got lucky winning all these close games and that they're more like a team with a losing record than one that was 12-4 and heading into this week's game. Their defense is the second-worst scoring defense in the league. I got to tell you another thing that just keeps uh, running through my brain and I'm racking my brain trying to figure out the deal is how has Dana White escaped not losing everything and being arrested for smacking his wife hard across the face on New Year's Eve. I know we've talked about it on Coast to Coast this week, but really only in short order. I mean, we just were like, you know, this guy's uh, been caught slapping his wife. She hit him. He hit her back. And he hit her back hard. And we talked about it. But the reality is, how is this guy not escape the wrath of the world, the press, the police. I mean, it's unbelievable. When you think about it, everyone that hits a woman, bad things happen to them. They lose everything. They lose their careers, their jobs, their families, their kids. I mean, everything. Uh, they're you know just absolutely crucified in the press. On social media, they're dragged through the mud like nobody's business. But this guy... Beats his wife. Everybody saw it. The video's viral. TMZ started with it, and then TV stations all over the country started showing it. And then they give this guy a a get-out-of-jail-free card because, what, he runs the UFC? Because he runs a violent fight league? Or is it because he's going to run the new violent slap league, which he's starting? How ironic that he's running a slap league where... People smash each other in the face with slaps in a combat sport that they're calling a sport, which is really uh, glorified arm wrestling with violence. How about this guy in an interview back in 2014 said, quote, on Fox Sports, quote, there's one thing that you never bounce back from, and that's putting your hands on a woman, end quote. So what's the deal? He gets to go to Cabo San Lucas on his little uh, New Year's Eve party vacation, and he can smack his wife around. The bottom line is Endeavor owns the UFC, not the Fertitta brothers anymore. And everybody thinks that is, you know, real, that he should be fired at the very least. How does this guy not have legal problems already? How does this guy get away with this? It's unbelievable. You or I do it, we're finished. Dana White does it, and then he gets to ramble all of his excuses. I mean, it's pathetic. Of course, White talked to TMZ and gave his nonsensical rambling BS. He said, you know, stuff that just kinda made him seem like he was taking control of the story And he was trying to sweep it under the rug is what he was doing. And I mean, listen to this guy's statement. He admitted that he hit her, his wife, Ann. Quote, I'm in Cabo, Mexico for the holidays. And my family and my wife and I were out with family on New Year's Eve. And unfortunately, that's what happened. End quote. Uh, And then he went back to his uh, talk about not bouncing back from hitting a woman. Quote, I'm one of those guys, you heard me say for years, there's never ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am on TMZ talking about it, end quote. He's right about that. He kept bringing up how long he had been married to her. Quote, My wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12. We obviously have been through some shack together, and we've got three kids, and this is one of those situations that's horrible. End quote. Well, you're right about that. It is horrible because you belted her across the face, you moron. White went on, quote, People are going to have their opinions on this. Most of the people's opinions will be right, especially in my case. You don't put your hands on a woman ever. My wife and I obviously love each other. We've been together for a very long time. We've known each other since we were very little. And this is just one of those unfortunate situations. End quote. He also basically said there was a lot of, well, quote, alcohol involved, but there's no excuse. I'm literally making no excuses for this thing at all. It never happened before. It's the first time that it's ever happened. People are going to say what they're going to say. It is what it is. And whatever people do say, it's deserved. I deserve it. It happened. Saying it's never happened before. It's the first time it's happened are just more pathetic excuses. I mean, honestly, it doesn't carry weight. If the commissioner of any sports league or the president of a team or a coach was on video smacking their wife around, they'd be out of a job in five minutes. How has this guy's life not been ruined already? It's amazing.